0: begin with game one tonight puck drop is at 8 30 we'll have your playoff preview show beginning at six o'clock we've got an extended pregame here tonight on 101 ESPN 6 to 7 30 for the playoff preview show pregame begins at 7 30 with myself Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendricks. And right now we are going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the play-by-play broadcaster for ESPN in game number one he's Bob with shoes joining us here on the show Bob we appreciate the time thanks so much for joining us today how you doing man Man, I'm um, great. I'm excited. This this place will be bonkers tonight. Are you out in Minnesota right now uh, for pregame skate? I am watching the Blues as we speak. They're right in front of me. Fantastic. So you've seen now. I, I would imagine what the Wild had earlier today. Are you anticipating we're going to get marc Andre Fleury in net for the Wilds, and then Ville Husso for the Blues? That,
1: by all indications, for both coaches, uh, that seems to be what we're going to get. Uh, Dean Everson basically confirmed Fleury without coming right out and saying it. Um, and look, he's got three family cups, right? So you're just going with experience there. But I guess in terms of track record between, obviously, Billy Husso and, and Jordan Bennington, Bennington would have the track record. But Billy Husso is in the net in front of us, which is the net that the Blues will defend twice. And he was out first. It's so it, you know, interesting, without, Bob. We haven't, we haven't spoken with yeah, we haven't spoken with, uh, with Coach Berube yet, but uh, I think it's going to be Huso.
0: It's interesting because it's it's almost the opposites, right? You've got on one side the guy that has been the playoff performer for fifteen years, and on the other end, uh, you had, as you mentioned, B- Jordan Bennington, who's done it, been there, done that before, and they're going with Ville Husso, who has just flat out been better than him this year. Uh, how do you view that goalie matchup going into this series?
1: Well, I mean, Flurry obviously is probably in this generation that we have now the most accomplished. I mean, one of the most accomplished goaltenders that you know that, that's out there. Obviously, there are a few on his level. Um, having said that, though, I get going with the hot hand, you know. And, and it's funny too because we spoke with Dean Evison earlier. Earlier this year, I also had a conversation with Peter Laviolette when we had Washington. They have two goaltenders. They've gone back and forth. That there's a variety of ways to approach it, but you know, a couple of coaches have said that unlike years past where you really do want to just have one guy like Bennington who played the entire postseason for the Blues in their cup run teams it seems now go to the secondary goaltender more often almost sometimes on some teams a 50-50 split so do you necessarily want to change what you've done the whole regular season just for the playoffs and I'll be interested to see how the teams approach it that have had two legitimate goaltenders The whole year, like, I mean, Dean Ebbis said, at least we've met him. he said, look, this is really no BS. We don't know what we're going to do in game two. We know tonight we're going to go with Marc-Andre Fleury. But has Fowler played well enough to play? He absolutely has. So I'm as curious as anyone to see as we follow this series, if we get a set goaltender for each team, or if one of them has a game where they give up three or four, and you would expect that's going to happen against these two teams. They're both so offensively balanced. You know, will we see the guy that doesn't play tonight at some point during the series? I expect we probably will for both.
0: That's interesting. We're talking to Bob with in here on one on one ESPN. Bob, when you look at these two teams, you just kind of go into this series game. Number one, uh, what are the storylines that you find most interesting going into this?
1: The The one, of course, that I'm selfishly rooting for as a broadcaster who look, I grew up in New Jersey as a Rangers fan. So to say I could care less who wins this series, I don't care whether Minnesota or St. Louis wins the series. I will be accused on Twitter of both, by both fan bases of rooting for the other fan base, uh, but I, I just am hoping for the most competitive series that we can have. And of every first-round series, if you said one is going to go seven games, this would be the one that I would pick to go seven because the teams are like delightfully balanced. Right. I mean, they're almost mirror images of each other in terms of the scoring balance through the lineup. They both have like the star player playing like it. Kaprizov has had an incredible season. Obviously, it's great to see Tarasenko back to being Tarasenko. Um, they both have two capable goaltenders, they both have three or four defensemen that could score. I really, I mean, I, they're, like, I, I can't imagine this series doesn't go minimum six. And I'd be surprised if it doesn't go seven. And what else for a broadcaster are you rooting for than that? I'm jealous that we're going to have to give some games over to TNT and PBS (laughs) in this series. I would just like to follow this one all the way through if I could.
0: But when you look at this series and you mentioned it, it potentially going seven games, what is the one thing, though, you think that could be a difference maker potentially for the St. Louis Blues? What's the one thing that you think that could potentially give them the edge if it goes to a game seven to win it in Minnesota to head on to the second round?
1: Well, I mean, I think there is at least for Minnesota, uh, for St. Louis, you know, that question of can they continue with their balanced scoring? Like, if you look at um, Minnesota, the Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello line has scored like one out of every three goals they've scored this season. So they are expecting that that line is going to produce. Can that line be somewhat controlled by St. Louis so they don't dominate the series? And then are the Blues going to get from their top three lines even-handed offensive production, which I think they need? Uh, because you've got 20 goal scorers on all three lines. Technically, I guess, I don't know if you would say, you know, Barbashev, Shin, Kyrou, if they play together, that that is a quote-unquote third line. How many third lines <laughs> in the NHL have at least 24 goals from all three guys? So I think their scoring balance has to be there. Um, And if it's there, then they absolutely can win the series. Uh, ESPN asked us for predictions. I basically flipped a coin and said Minnesota in seven, they've got home ice. There's, I mean, there really is no reason for me to say that I could just as easily say St. Louis in seven. And I think that's going to make it a great series.
0: We're talking to Bob with shoes for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. He's on the call for game number one tonight on ESPN. Uh, Bob, one thing that I'm really curious about is how special teams will play into this matchup because the blues this year have been excellent, both on the power play and on the penalty kill ranking top 10 on both of those. Uh, in particular, the thing that I'm looking forward to is how does their power play go up against the Minnesota Wild's PK? Because uh, they've been great defensively. Minnesota has, but their penalty kill is actually bought ten in the league so far this season. How much of an impact do you anticipate <laughs> that having on this series?
1: It could have a big impact. Uh if there was one Achilles heel for Minnesota, it's twofold. A, their special teams is not as good as you would think it would be. I mean even their power play was middle of the pack. I think they were at twenty one percent ranked eighteenth or so. And to me that's surprising when you've got Caprice off and Zuccarello um, you know, the the depth of their talent up front. Uh but The real Achilles heel, as you said, you've got the number two power play for St. Louis against the number 25 penalty kill. And on top of that, Minnesota takes nearly 11 minutes of penalties on average per game, which is also bottom three in the league. So they don't kill it off at a high percentage. And they also find themselves in the box more than any other playoff team, certainly I would think. So yeah, if if this is an odd man series, advantage blues. If it's an even man series, if the officials let them play, if the whistles go in the pocket, if Minnesota stays disciplined, the Wild this year were about a plus 60 five on five, plus 56 to be exact. 207 to 151, they outscored their opponents five on five. The Blues outscored their opponents 200 to 170, <laughs> so plus 30. But it's still about a two to one advantage for Minnesota when it's five on five. So if If Minnesota can keep it a five-on-five series, I think that definitely tilts their way. But if all of a sudden players start to go to the box, well, yeah, I mean, St. Louis has been as good a special teams team both ways as anyone in the league this year. So, you know, that that element will be something we're we're definitely going to be keeping our eyes on.
0: We'll get we'll get you out of here on this one, Bob. Uh, the Minnesota Wild thirty one eight and two this year at home. That's an unbelievable home ice advantage for them. Now these teams have played three times this year, but none of those games were actually at the Minnesota Wild's arena. How much of an impact do you expect that home ice advantage to have in this one? As that was something these teams were battling for up until the very last day of the regular season.
1: Yeah, and I think you saw that both teams with who they played the last. You know, week of the season, knew that that was important, uh, even more so. Minnesota, since the 16th of March at home, they're 14-1-1. One one. So they have lost one game in their last 16 at home in regulation. That's why, again, and really no other reason, as balanced as these teams are, I picked Minnesota in seven. Um, I think home ice probably means as little traditionally in the NHL playoffs as home. Anything means in any other sport, Uh, you know, I mean, the teams get on the rink and, you know, I think they kind of get isolated inside the glass. And once the game starts and they settle in, but for whatever reason, Minnesota has just been superior at home. And so it might make tonight's game one for the blues as important as any team on the road in any series. will play a game one. If St. Louis can steal one tonight, and just get this to a home ice advantage for them the rest of this series, they, they could do this. There's no question. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're 100% right when you bring up Minnesota's home ice advantage. It has been as lopsided as any team in the NHL in the last, say, month and a half.
0: He's Bob with in play-by-play broadcaster for ESPN. You'll see him on the call tonight for Blues versus the Wild over on ESPN. Bob, we appreciate the time and enjoy the game tonight. It's going to be a great one, I think. We'll talk with you again soon.
1: Absolutely. And blues fans, I am not rooting for Minnesota.
0: <laughs> I promise.
1: And I'll say the same thing on Minnesota radio. I promise I'm not rooting for the blues. I don't care. You know how this goes though, Bob. I do. <laughs> everybody hates the national guy. I totally understand. I'm the jet radio guy. Every week I get all these tweets. Hey, I can't wait to listen to you on the radio. I hate those national guys. So yeah, everybody hates the national broadcaster and I accept their hatred.
0: Well, Bob, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with like us it. today. Take care. This is the story of the one.